Hey guys, I'm Logan. And I'm Patsy. And this is Chills, a true crime podcast. One that's sure to give you chills. All right, guys, we're on episode number eight. We are in a different location than what we normally are, so I apologize if the audio is bad. It's actually Super Bowl Sunday, and we are filming at my parents' house today. We're just going to go ahead and jump right into it today because we have a lot to cover. So first, we're going to start off talking about the mysterious death of Kanika Jenkins. So a little bit about Kanika. She was 19 and working two jobs and making just a little bit of money before she was going to start nursing school. Her friends say that she was always smiling and when you were around her, you were in a good mood. September 8, 2017 started out like a normal Saturday night. Kanika arrived at the Crown Plaza Chicago O'Hare Hotel in Rosemont, Illinois, which is a rich suburb of Chicago. One of her friends was having a party to celebrate her birthday. She arrived at room 926 at around 1.13 a.m. The majority of my information came from the MTV show True Life, True Life Crime, episode number one, which I don't have regular TV, so I didn't even know that this was actually a thing, that this was a TV show, um, until I came across this case on Wikipedia. And whenever I started searching for more information on this case, that episode popped up. And so my mom and I watched the episode all the way through. I recommend it if you guys are interested in this case. It's pretty. It's a pretty interesting episode. So yes, definitely check out True Life Crime. Pretty good. And it just came out in January, so it's relatively new. Anyway, one of the reporters said that people had hotel parties because there weren't a lot of areas in Chicago where people can congregate safely, which is honestly really scary. Like, oh, I can't even imagine just like not being able to like go over to a friend's house or anything like that because it would just be like so scary. Yeah. yeah. So I did do some research online today. Um, We were just like sitting around and I did some research. And in 2016, over 600 people died in Chicago, which holy moly, that's insane. That is more than New York and LA combined. Murdered? Yeah. Wow. 600 people murdered in Chicago. I should have specified that. But yeah, so 2016, and I mean, obviously this was in 2017, but 2016 was definitely a rough year. Mm-hmm. Like That's a lot. Chicago sounds like a really, really, really rough place. Um, if you guys didn't know, we are from Illinois, the more southern part, but yeah, so it's kind of... Not a local case, but local in our state. Anyway, so around 1.30, people at the party started posting photos and videos to social media. Around this time, Irene, who was the birthday girl, she posted a Facebook Live video where Kanika is heard saying, Girl, I'm not even drunk. Some of the people at the party noticed Kanika was swaying back and forth, and one of her friends said she wasn't acting like herself. She would dance a little and be happy, and then moments later be really sad. Eventually, she went and sat down alone, and then some witnesses, not her friends, but just people that were at the party and noticed, they noticed that she got up and started walking down one of the hallways of the hotel with some other people around 3.30 a.m., and I will put... A video of this on our Instagram because um, the TV show showed a really really good 
like video of her like walking down the halls and like swaying back and forth so i will put that up on her instagram so about an hour later this is whenever her friends started to notice that she was no longer in the hotel room at the party so they started to go searching for her around 5 30 a.m they still hadn't found her so they called her mom Teresa martin and she came to the hotel to help search for her she went from door to door asking guests if they had seen her daughter eventually a hotel employee called 911 to complain which is kind of like okay her daughter's missing you're really gonna call and complain on her like that's wow kind of screwed up but whatever so kanika was reported missing to the police and the police didn't notify hotel management that a missing missing persons report had been filed until sunday at 1 15 p.m so the very next day the hotel like couldn't release any footage or anything obviously to her mom so no one could do anything until, like, the police, and then the police mm. didn't even come to the hotel until the very next day, which is kind of, like, I feel like a really long time. No, I know for a fact like, that's a really long time, like, to not come there if someone's missing, you know mm. what I'm saying? Like, whatever. So, first, they looked at the camera footage of the entrances and exits, and they didn't see anything, but then it finally at... 10 p.m. on Sunday, the police noticed Kanika stumbling down the hotel hallway around 3.20 a.m. alone. And this is the video I'm going to show you guys on our Instagram. The police did a search of the hotel at 12.48 a.m., so this would have been Monday. So 12.48 a.m., she was found laying face down on her side with one shoe off in the hotel's freezer. There's a pic of this. I don't know if I want to put it on our Instagram. Like, you can't see anything. You can only see, like, the lower half of her body, but, like... I don't know. Mm. I don't know mm. if I want to put it on Instagram or not, but you guys can definitely like search for it if we don't end up putting it on there. Um, and you can see it if you guys want to see it. So there was no signs of trauma to her body other than a small cut on her foot, the foot that didn't have a shoe on it. And the freezer was like a walk-in and was part of an unused kitchen. So like not even like the hotel staff was actually going to ever come into this, this kitchen because it was an unused part of the hotel. All of the lights were off whenever she entered and questions circulated as to why the freezer was even on if the hotel, you know, if it was in a part of like an unused part of the hotel. And apparently the hotel leased it out to a restaurant that was in the hotel. So there were motion sensor security cameras that actually show Kanika staggering, looking as if she was intoxicated She's staggering down the hallway, and then you see her walking into the kitchen, and then you see her walking towards the freezer's location, but the freezer's door is actually out of the camera's view. Whenever they did an autopsy, it showed that Kanika had no illegal drugs in her system. Her blood alcohol level was found to be 0.112, which is above the legal driving limit. And then in the MTV episode, they said that she had prescription drugs for epilepsy slash migraines in her system. So... I've been prescribed a medication like this before, uh, back in August, and it made me feel so, so weird. It's, like, originally, like, an epilepsy medication, but it can also be used to, like, treat, like, migraine medication, and I felt so off that I ended up actually getting, like, going off of it, and so I like to describe it as it feels like I drank, like, four cups of coffee on an empty stomach. You feel super jittery and just like on edge, and I believe that this is the re like probably the reason why she was like happy and then got sad because I felt like that all the time on this medication. It made me feel 
awful. And the fact that she mixed it with alcohol. Yeah. You know, it's probably got a different effect with alcohol, too. Yeah, 100%. Because most prescription drugs do. I did drink alcohol. I mean, I obviously didn't get, like, plastered. But, like, I did have, like, a couple of drinks on it. And I didn't notice a difference. But with her drinking so much, mm-hmm. I don't really know how that would make you feel. Like, mm-hmm. you would probably... I don't know. So, I'm just saying, I know, like, from experience that that medication makes you feel so freaking weird. Mm-hmm. And it's not just, like, oh, okay, for the first, like, two weeks or two months. The whole entire time you're on that medication, you feel so freaking weird. You feel like a different person. So, I just wanted to point that out to everyone. So, her friend said that she did not do drugs. She would not take pills because she hated the way it made her feel. So, could she have been drugged? I don't know. I feel like an epilepsy medication like that is not really like a party drug, like something that mm-hmm. people are going to be passing around yeah, at a party. They but they found it in a system if it was any other kind of drugs. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. I mean, this yeah. is what was in her system. But, I mean, I don't know. Was she drugged or did she? Had I mean, she who knows? that kind of medicine? No, it wasn't her prescription. Oh, so it wasn't her prescription. Yeah, no. I mean, so, I don't know, maybe she had a migraine or something, and one of her friends was like, oh, here, I have medication for your migraine, and she didn't even know what she was taking, maybe. Maybe she just assumed, like, it was Tylenol or something. So, I don't don't know. Um, Her friends do believe that she may have been drugged or something like that. I don't know. I feel like it's more likely that she probably didn't know what she was taking, Mm -hmm. that they just, someone was like, oh, you have a migraine here. I mean, that's kind of my, my theory on that. Anyway, when the police questioned her friends, there are reports that say that their stories were inconsistent as to what exactly happened during the party and after. Her friends claim that Kanika went downstairs with some people, but those people ended up leaving her to go get a cell phone from one of the rooms. The police ruled her death to be accidental six weeks after her death and closed the case. The family's attorney, Joffrey Viger, filed a $50 million lawsuit against the hotel and others. He showed photos of the freezer door showing that it had a lock button from the outside and suggested someone may have accidentally locked the freezer door. But the camera footage showed no other person going in there. So, I mean, how did it get locked? But at the same time, on the MTV show, they did mention that, and some of the other per- like reports were kind of spotty on this. Some say it did, some say it didn't. But... On the MTV show, they did say that there was, like, an emergency lever in the freezer. So, if she just would have opened up, that she, like, could have opened up the door herself. Mm-hmm. Who knows? So, many people do believe that this was not an accident. And there was, like, so much media attention about it just in relation to all of, like, the social media, like, posts and stuff that were done before she even went like, missing before they started even looking for her, like, during the party, like, the birthday girl who went live on Facebook, and you could hear her, so there was a lot of media attention because of that, and because of how much the media attention there was, the police ended up releasing all of the info, like, all of the case information, as well as video footage that they had on the case, so that they could be, like, as transparent as possible with the public, and this was meant to show the people that it was accidental, but it honestly made everyone question everything so much more Hmm. so one of the reasons why so many people question it was because of the manager's reaction whenever he discovered Kanika's body so 
in the camera footage, you see him walk into the kitchen and then he goes out of the shot where he is obviously walking to the freezer, but it's, remember, the freezer door is out of shot. So you see him walk out of shot and you don't hear him gasp. You don't hear him say anything. You don't hear him scream. You don't hear anything. And then he just walks out just as calmly as ever and then walks out into the hallway, walks up to a police officer and tells a police officer. And I mean, I know in my mind that seems very strange. Again, I don't know how I would react, but I would think that I would not be that calm if I mm-hmm. found a dead body in a freezer. You wouldn't think. For two reasons. Like, one, I wouldn't be calm because it's a dead body. And then two, I would be like, oh, shit, someone was murdered and put in this freezer. And this was the manager of the... The hotel, yes. Yeah, because, I mean, I could see a policeman because he's used to seeing Yeah. Him. But a manager? How often do you see a dead body? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I definitely think he would react differently. Yeah, and I'll put that footage on our Instagram as well. So, as for some theories, because there are so many theories that people have came up with for this case. Because no one believes that she just walked into the freezer by herself. I mean, obviously, except for, like, the police. But they just don't believe that she would walk into the freezer by herself. Some people believe that it was a rape gone wrong. Some people believe that the footage was tampered with, but in the MTV show, they do reach out to an expert, and an expert goes over all of the footage, and he concludes that it was not tampered with. The family and friends believe that the police lied and falsified the autopsy, but the hotel stands behind the police, and they believe that it was truly an accident. An expert stated that there was no indication from the crime scene photos that there was any kind of struggle. He thinks she walked into the freezer, the door shut, and whenever she walked in the freezer, he believes that she didn't even realize that she was in the freezer. And I mean, whenever you are so drunk, you know, you feel hot. And so Mm -hmm. I kind of, I understand that as well. And so he thinks that she was so drunk that she just immediately kind of fell to the floor and like passed out and that it was truly just a tragic accident so i mean what do you think what are your thoughts and theories do you think it was an accident or do you think it was just a calculated murder i just with there being cameras and not seeing anyone else and they saying there's no way that the film could have been messed with or tampered with i kind of feel like it it was just a really bad accident Mm -hmm. that Maybe she was really drunk, and maybe she got hungry. I don't know. I don't know why you would want to go into a room with the lights off first. And then, yeah, and that would freak me out. Turn the lights on, go in there, and I don't know. Maybe she just went into the freezer looking to see if there was anything to eat. I don't know. And then the door shut behind her, and she didn't realize there was an emergency thing and just not freaked out or anything, but just was drunk and maybe just sat down on the floor and accidentally passed out or fell asleep and didn't realize i mean i yeah true i i hope nobody did anything to her but at the same time you don't want want her to perish like that either Mm -hmm. because it's just so yeah i mean either way it's gonna be very sad either way it is especially if it's something so that could have been avoided you know yeah I do want to point out, I didn't find any information on her other shoe. Because remember, she had a shoe that was missing. Mm -hmm. I didn't find any information on that. So I am kind of curious what happened to that shoe. I mean, apparently, no one thought that it was that important. Because I couldn't find any information on it. But I digress. 
she I, had it when she walked in? Did they notice that she had it when she walked into the freezer? Did it show it in the video? I don't know. I, I didn't even pay attention to I that. I didn't either. But, I mean, I never found any reports. I'm of sure they checked it where out, the, I'm sure she had it on. Yeah. Or they would have said something. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not, though. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, that why, could have been why she was staggering more, though. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, so I do think it was an accident. I think it's exactly what he said that she wandered in there. I mean, I know that they think it's unlikely of her just from her characteristics. They said that she, that that's not her type of person. You know, that that's not her. Yeah. But, wow, some sometimes people do things on alcohol that they wouldn't do normally in life. And I know they want answers. Mm-hmm. And the sad thing is, is they're probably not going to get them. Yeah. You know, because it has been a while and times went by and there's no no evidence of foul play. So, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're going to get answers. So at first I was like, Oh, I don't know. I just don't see her walking into that freezer by herself. But I did ask my boyfriend. Well, I didn't ask him, but I said something about it. And he said that he would 100% walk into a freezer by himself. If he was like drunk and tired, He'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go find a quiet place. That's what I'm saying. For you me do to go when you're intoxicated, like lay down. That you wouldn't But you're do. in a hotel. Why wouldn't you go in a hotel room? Maybe she's just upset and wanted to get away. I don't know. Yeah, true. I mean, who knows? I mean, what I think happened is that she probably had like a headache or a migraine, and she asked if anybody had any medication. Somebody probably had the epilepsy. Oh, I had some migraine medicine. Yeah. yeah. And so they gave it to her, and she didn't probably didn't even know that it was any kind of prescription medication or any like hard medication that was gonna make you feel weird she took the medication probably felt weird and with her drinking so much alcohol and getting so drunk she just probably wasn't in her right state of mind and just because a lot of men did end up look like tylenol yeah and just did end up wanting to be alone Mm -hmm. because i mean you do you you'll feel fine one second and the next second be like sad and upset for no reason it's the weirdest medication ever so I do think that's what happened. Um, I think that it's hard to accept whenever like thing like accidental deaths happen because you're just like, oh my gosh, that like could have one hundred percent prevented. She's so young. Yeah. No, I mean she's very she's very young. She had her whole life ahead of her. Okay, but that is all we have for that particular case. Now we're going to move on to the Roxbury murders. So whenever I was searching for a case for this week, I came across the Roxbury murders, which happened in 1979. And there is literally no information on this. Like, just the tiniest amount of information on this. And I found it really interesting and just honestly kind of insane. And I wanted to cover it. But with the lack of info, it would be impossible to have a whole episode on this. Or even, like, have a mini episode on this. Because there's literally no information on it. So I thought I would just, like, talk about it in this episode. Since this case wasn't super long anyway. And that way you're still kind of getting, like, some murder, since we obviously didn't talk about murder in the previous case. The Roxbury murders occurred between January and May 1979 when 12 black women were murdered within several miles of one another in the Roxbury neighborhood on the south side of Boston, Massachusetts. It was not suspected to be one serial killer, which is honestly insane. Mm -hmm. Like, you're telling me that there are 12 different people that were in the Boston area that were just killing I mean, which one's scarier? 12 murderers or one serial killer? Hmm. 
right? Mm. Yeah. I don't. I think I think twelve murderers is scarier. Yeah. Like in one area, like that. I think that's scarier. So the Boston Globe was one of the only media outlets to cover these murders. Alrighty. So they all started on January twenty ninth, nineteen seventy nine. Christine Ricketts, who was fifteen, was found on the sidewalk on East Lenox Street. She had been sexually assaulted and strangled. Next to her was Andrea Foy, who was seventeen and was also strangled. I couldn't find any information on if she was assaulted or not. I'm assuming she was, but I couldn't find any information on it. Again, so little information on on these on these murders. Both of their bodies were found in a trash bag and then mm. they were wrapped in a blanket. Mm. Yes. And then that's literally all the information that you get about the murder. That's it. But there was a person that was arrested for these two killings. It was Den- Dennis Jamal Porter, I believe is the name. Then I also want to mention that there are no pictures. I was only able to find one picture and then um, something I'll mention later on. But there are no pictures. There's literally just, it's crazy. There's no information about this case. There really isn't. But it's insane. Okay. So then the next day, Gwendolyn Yvette Stinson, who was 15, was found strangled in a yard near her Park Street home. James Brown, who was her neighbor, was arrested for the murder. Then on February 2nd, Karen Porter was found near Boston Park's department office in Franklin Park. Park. She was a mother of a two-year-old little girl, and she was walking to her grandma's house when she was stabbed and beaten to death. Kenneth Spann was arrested in relation to her death. On February 21st, Daryl, Daryl, not sure how to say her name. It's D-A-R-Y-A-L. Daryl. I'm going to say Daryl. Anne Hargett, 29, was found strangled and bound in her apartment. She was a choir singer and social worker, and no one was ever arrested for her murder. On March 15th, nope, sorry, March 14th, (laughs) Desiree Denise Eldridge, 17, was found beaten and burned to death on a fellow street. Her skull and gall, her, her skull and jaw were shattered. She lived on the same street as Gwendolyn. Her body was found 100 yards away from where the bodies of Christine and Andrea were discovered. Her case remains unsolved. Mm-hmm. April 14th, Darlene Rogers, who was 22, was stabbed multiple times and was found naked from the waist down in Washington Park. Her case is also unsolved. On April 28th, Louis Hood Nesbitt, 31, was found dead in bed, tied up, and strangled by a radio cord. Richard Strother was arrested for her murder. I'm also not going to have any idea how to say this name. Valeric Valeric Holiday, who was 19, was conscious when police arrived to her apartment. She told police she was stabbed by an 18-year-old named Eugene B. Conway, a man who lived in the house with her. Conway was arrested that night and pleaded innocent. Valeric died the next morning. On that same day, Sandria Ballware, 30, was the 10th woman murdered. Her naked body was found charred in a burning grass lot near a YMCA at 5 a.m. Her murderer was Osborne Shepard. Bobby Jean Graham, 34, was the 12th woman murdered. Jean's autopsy states that she died from a lacerated liver, 
caused by multiple blows to her midsection with a blunt object. Graham was found in an alley by a man driving past. A female witness said that she noticed a couple walking towards the alley. When the woman appearing to be intoxicated was walking unsteadily, the man then picked the woman up and carried her to the alley. Graham was found the next morning with blood on her body and indentations from a heel in her chest. Can you imagine mm. that? Ugh. The force. Yeah. And that is all of the info about their life and their death, which is literally none. It is the most brief, tiny description ever. So they never gave any reasons why the people that were caught, why they did it? That's literally all of the information. No idea. Someone, they, I mean, they could have told why they did it, but there's no information on it. Well, I kind of understand to a certain extent because it is back in 1979. We didn't have the internet. And it would take somebody having to do research and put it on there. Where now, if something there happens, have been so many murders though that baby. happened from at, in 1979 and earlier that have been covered. There's no reason why this shouldn't have been covered. Oh, I I I, I agree 100. percent But I'm just saying, back in 79, we didn't have the internet. There was no internet, so somebody would have to try and find resources to find out information to put on there. Yeah, but I don't know. I just These twelve women are murdered, is. and that's all the information you have on I it. No, it's it's like that's insane it's to me. This sparked many marches slash memorial walks as well as protests, and there is actually honestly more information about these protests than there is about the actual murders that took place which is honestly crazy hmm. they definitely did not get justice not at all. in the way that they need they deserved didn't get justice families didn't get closure not to mention can you like imagine how like terrifying it was to live in that area especially some of those you said there was like three there that was within you know, yeah, on that same, like, street. street. Yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it's just, it's terrifying because it's so much scarier to have 12 murderers than one serial killer. Mm-hmm. At least with a seri- with one, you're like, okay, well, once they get caught, they're done. With 12 different people out there killing people, that's insane. Was it 12 different people, though? Technically, it wasn't 12 different people. I mean, yeah, and I guess... I mean, you see, you don't know, because some of them was unsolved, so... Yes, but the police say that they were all unrelated. They believe. Minus the two that were obviously found together. Hmm. So that's all that we have in the way of cases this week. Do you have anything going on this week that is fun and exciting? Just watch the Super Bowl. Yeah, um, we did that. (laughs) We're not Kansas City fans. We're not. No, but we're not anything. in San Francisco, yeah. so why not? I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah, it was a good game. And you're a Saints fan. I'm a Saints fan, but yeah. that that was a good game. That was a real good game. Mm-hmm. It was a good game. We had a lot of really good food. Oh yeah. Ooh, we decided for our bonus episodes because we are going to start doing like some bonus episodes. So. Right now, we only do one episode a week, and so whenever we do bonus episodes, every now and then, we are going to have Brandon, who is my boyfriend, on our podcast with us. Yeah, that'd be exciting. He was really interested and wanted to be on it, so hopefully it goes well, because it may only be one episode, but we'll see. (laughs) 
So yeah, um, we're going to have our first bonus episode on Valentine's Day, actually. So yeah, stay tuned for that for sure. But that is all we have for this week. We're tired. We're going to go to bed. It's like 11. Exhausted. We ate too much, drank too much. Thank you guys so much for listening. And we will talk to you guys next Monday. Because do not forget that we have a new upload day. And like I said, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye, guys. Bye.